excuse-moi. Hey, hey what's man. going on? <laughs> How's it going, man? Dude, pretty good, man. Pretty good. <laughs> oh, jeez. How's I everything been going? Oh, I've been good, man. I've been good. It's just been uh, finally getting back in the swing of things next week, and uh, training starts up, and then lessons start in a couple weeks. Awesome. Yeah, it's just been not just a lot of schoolwork, finishing schoolwork, and then uh, what? It's just been crazy these last two months, online, everything, and then what today I graduated, so that's about it. <laughs> Congrats <laughs> on that, by the way. Yeah. Hey, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, all right, man, well, um, I'll, I'll let you kind of introduce yourself, kind of where you played, uh, your journey in volleyball, like where you coached, and, um, you know, a little bit of everything. Yeah. All right, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm Carter Eck. I play at Belmont Abbey College. Started, I'm an outside hitter. Started coaching uh, maybe when I was 19, 19 in college. So maybe when I was going into freshman year of summer, I started doing camps. Uh, like Coastal was one of my first camps I ever did, Coastal Carolina. And then kept going to like Clemson, uh, other local camps at Belmont Abbey around the area. And then a couple of years later, started coaching um, club volleyball. Uh, I think my junior year started coaching club at uh, CUVC and uh, Upward, Upward Stars. Mm. And then, yeah, just kept kind of going from there, shooting off. And then this past year, I actually uh, got to help coach or assistant coach a high school team. So that was a lot of fun as well. And just yeah, just a lot of spill up a lot of experience from the first time that I started because I met Anthony when I first started, and then <laughs> up until now, it's just it's just been crazy. So yeah, yeah always it, fun time. Yeah, that's why I always always notice like when when you get in the door, especially like at the level that like I've worked with you at, like from there, the moment you start saying, "Yeah, well, I've done this, I've done this," you know, I'd like to be a part of your program or something, or I'd like to come in and coach or you know, do a clinic or something, you know, it, it helps. And it, it helps to see all those years, like in kind of like your resume, we'll say your coaching resume. But um, what's the, what's, what's the one thing you enjoy most about coaching? Uh, I, I love the family aspect I can say, but the thing I enjoy most probably is watching people grow. Like, I've gotten to know a lot of different players and watching them come back and seeing how they improve and teaching them new skills. It's something like that always will just put a smile on your face when they finally say like, I did this, like I understand now and it's cool just watching each individual player grow and always having to put that energy and smile on their face. So I, that's probably one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, I know from working with you at Coastal, um, I feel like I've said that phrase every week now. <laughs> um, maybe not the, maybe not last weekend, but um, yeah. with with everything, I know it's always been it's always been easy for me to work with you. Um, me and you kind of have like very similar like, coaching styles and just attitudes, personality. Um, you know, it's it's always fun to get around a good group of people. I mean, I've been like keeping up with you and like coaching and everything and watching, you know, looking at some of the posts and whatnot. And, you know, I can still see that, like all that fun, all that fun still happening, regardless of like wins or losses. Uh, with like, with playing at Belmont Abbey, um, what was your, we'll say like biggest challenge transitioning from 
high school into college, even with the fact that like boys volleyball, is, I mean, obviously it's starting to get on the rise now, but with it not being on the rise, you know, and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm playing in college. And then you have people like I did go, oh, that's a girl sport. Yeah. You know, like what was, uh, yeah, always. what was your biggest thing with that? Like, how did you, how did you tackle that, that reaction? So believe it or not, actually up in Pennsylvania, like in the Northeast volley guys, volleyball has always been pretty big. And we would always get like a good amount of crowds for high school. And actually when I started coming down South is when like that stereotype that you just said would come into play. Cause like everyone, everyone and their mother knew about like, the our like state and how good we were at volleyball and uh things like that and once i got down here that's when kind of like i told people like i would meet new people freshman year and they'd be like oh uh what sport do you play and i'm like oh i play uh, men's volleyball and they're like what like i've never heard anyone that plays men's volleyball down here because a lot of schools down south like have a woman's program but they won't have a men's program. So I'm just like, wow, really? Cause like every school I know up where I live has like a, like D3, D2, D1, like has a program or like a majority of schools. And I'd say, and then challenge, uh, I'd say coaching, but really the coaching was different, but I, I don't really think that's that much of a challenge. I think it was just me personally trying to, uh, freshman year, because also you know me from then, I yeah. gained a lot of a lot of weight and uh, had like a lot on me, and I was a preferred walk on. So I got I always tell people I got lucky and everything like that, but in reality, um, like I I finally it hit me like sophomore end of sophomore year is like I'm never gonna get a chance to be on the court, and like I'm just gonna keep feeling sorry for myself if I can't prove myself, if I don't work hard and put in the work. Cause no one else is putting in the work. So if I put in the work, like I don't need talent. Like I can show people that you could do it with hard work. And okay. that's kind of what I did. And junior and senior year went so much differently for me then. And it was probably one of the biggest things I've ever had to overcome. Cause no one ever thought I could do anything that I did, or I would have the confidence that I would have eventually coming up and something. Yeah. That I've really overcome. So is is Belmont Abbey? Is it D men's D two? Yes, it's okay. uh, D two in the conference, and then we play in the D one tournament if we yeah. win our conference. So like with, I know with me like down here, there's no indoor. Like it's all beach. If you don't play beach, you don't play. Um, and I remember like before I moved from like the Pittsburgh area, where you could literally go anywhere and go play indoor. Um, it was always. It was fun for me, like, when I, I lived in New York, I would travel an hour to go play once a week just to practice for two hours and then go play, like, USAV League, like, as an adult. I didn't even know club existed until I got to college. And I was mad and upset at the same time. Like, uh, it's been the same question I get a lot of times, like, as a coach, Um Where'd you play club? Where'd you play club? Where'd you play club? And I'm like, I, I did, mm, didn't. I yeah. played as a junior in high school. That's my first <laughs> year. And people go, no, no, there's no way. And I was like, yeah, I didn't have structured teaching. I didn't have, you know, structured coaching. I didn't get lessons. It was, you know, I kind of piggybacked off of people and listened a lot. I mean, with, 
with like coaching and trying to like learn everything, it was difficult, you know, kind of like on your own in a sense. Um, I mean, we all have coaches, but it was one of those. I didn't have a good experienced technical coach until I started playing like USAV as like a 19 year old. And then I was playing with, you know, ex college and, you know, um, ex college athletes and college coaches. So like what for me, um, I think uh, like one of the hardest skills to like teach would probably be, um, I don't know if I want to go this, go by this with position or basics. Cause you could go, we could do something for every single position. Yeah. But I would say probably the hardest skill, we'll say basics. The hardest skill to teach would probably be passing. Um, what do you like? What do you, what are your feels on that? I, yeah, I definitely think that, or like, as yeah, cause passing is so tough. Cause I, I've only really worked with like people that un, like understand it and like already know the basics, but teaching that to someone like is it's difficult like that or teaching them how to hit, like get the footwork right. Cause you see people that younger kids that have no idea of the footwork or how to swing their arms. So I totally agree with the passing. That's probably one of the hardest things to teach just different angles that you need, how to adjust your feet. And yeah, cause I, I totally agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we were to like break it down, like position by position, um, like I would say starting with libero would, and now this is like a given, a given that they understand basics. Yeah. I would probably say the toughest thing is probably, uh, court awareness and reading the hitter. Yeah. Um, I would say maybe after that, well, like your, your pins would probably be, Oh, um, work ethic. Yeah. I mean, because all the, all they're doing is just they're, they're your, your workhorse. And then your, I would actually probably say, that along with the middles, I mean, you could break it down all the little things, but I'd probably say the pins and the middles would have to be their work ethic. And then your setter, setter's got to be a high IQ. Like if you can't process, I don't, I, I think if you can't process, and I think that's that, that would have probably for me have to be the second hardest thing to teach. Yeah. Is, is to actually, can you problem solve? I see so many issues with that now. I mean, even, even at the coastal camp and it's, it's surprising that it does happen with like a good chunk of older kids. You know, I mean, when I say older, I mean, like 17, 16, you know, I could see it in 14, 13s, you know, I get it. Um, 15s that kind of like, all right, we're learning. But I think after you get past that, it it gets not frustrating, but you kind of, you kind of want to look and say, are you really examining and using logical thinking while you're going through this? Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing is for setters to learn, like to know what's on the other side of the net and that the IQ definitely goes into that knowing like you can't just feed your one outside or right side. Like if they know it's happened, like you need to spread it evenly and distribute it to like, yeah, like set the middle ones to get them going. And then like you'll pull the middle and it's just so many different things factors that go into having that IQ for a setter and knowing who to set at what time. So I, yeah, that's definitely one of the harder 
position like, supply. As as a hitter, like explain the. I mean, because I was libero, but I mean, as as a hitter, explain that that needed chemistry and more or less um, trust in your setter as you go to transition and you go to swing. It's you just gotta you just gotta go for it. Honestly, when you're doing your approach, you just got you just have to think the ball is going to be there every time. If you know your setter well enough and you know he puts the ball in the same location every time, it it'll just be there, and. I mean, that's what team bonding and everything's for is getting to know each and every hitter and setter that you play with and even liberos telling you where to hit. So I think that's so important is having that. That's one of the most important things ever. I'd rather have a team that has great chemistry than a bunch of talented all-stars that can't ever get along but could probably win everything. I mean, I'd rather have that fun, energetic chemistry team than them. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I think you probably agree with the same thing with coaching is I would rather have a, I'd rather have a 500 team and consistently kind of go into the trenches every week in practice and, you know, battle, battle, battle. And, and I mean, not so much just get beaten down so much, but do that have a team that they understand each other, then just go, Oh, we're undefeated. We got a conference title. But you can't get through a practice without someone fighting, someone disrespecting you, you know, someone disrespecting their teammates, and someone just not showing the same commitment. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, oh man, that that's why I liked working with um, uh, Robert E. Lee and yep. uh, Concord. Yeah, yep. the last the last couple of years. I mean, that's what was that's what was fun. I mean, yep. I got to. I mean, I had Carter on here. Uh, last week, really? Uh, not not Carter, <laughs> not Carter. Sorry, Carson. Uh, Carson. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I blanked. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Carson. Um, I had Carson on here last week, and we were actually talking about a couple of things like that. And it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was just you know, because you kind of remind yourself, like, yeah, uh, the one thing that I told her was, um, we're all nervous. Like all the coaches are nervous too. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. And and it's it's one of those things. Like I remember our conversations. We're like, I don't want to go first. No, I, I, I don't want to be. I'm going to be right in the middle. I'm going to be right in the middle. And, and you start to line up. And it's the same thing when you get older, man. Like, you know, none of the athletes, athletes are like, okay, let's just get to coaching. Let's just get to coaching. Like some of the college athletes I've seen, they're like, they, they already know us. They already know us. Let's go coach. And a lot of us are kind of like, eh, this is our time to show how stupid we are. And they can yeah. kind of relax and realize, you know, eh, you know, they're, they're laid back. It's okay. I think that was probably the funnest thing was you walk out with a microphone in a huge gym and you just yeah. go, I got to mess up somehow, make it look like unintentional or intentional and get them to laugh. And yeah. then once they do that, you're like, okay, cool. You might blush, whatever. But you know, it was, I, that's still, that's the one, the one big aspect. I don't think a lot of athletes realize is we might look confident when we're out there, but there are plenty of times where we're like, are, are they going to take to it? Are they really going to like us? Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, just, just elaborate on it a little bit because it's, uh, it's one of those things because we, we need that half yeah. for them to buy in. I mean, if I'm putting myself out there, I want them to put themselves out there too. Cause like, I love, that's why you were talking about Robert E. Lee, 
all those schools that we've had fun with, like if they put themselves out there, like I'll love it even more. Like I will literally go all out for them. And that's, that's part of why I love coaching so much is because people that do put themselves out there make it fun. Like that's what makes coaching fun is teams that like don't really care. Like, yeah, they're having a fun time and you're goofing around and that's what, that's what makes the sport fun instead of just being so serious. Like, that's not going to be fun for you to just be yelling at them the whole time. So I completely agree that if, yeah, you can mess up sometimes when you get it on the mic and do whatever, <laughs> once you're introducing yourself at camp, but like, who cares? Like, and they're going to know that like, Oh, like they're hilarious. They're like, yeah, they don't really like seem so uptight. And then yeah. once they think that they start talking a little more and then they start to joke with you and then it just, they bond, you bond with them yeah. and they trust I'm you. And that's the, the the crazy thing is to watch it happen in a matter of the first hour and a half group. And, you know, it usually happens when we as coaches come in with all the energy. And I think it, it also helps to set the standard when we do those warm-up games. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like, last one we did that I remember I had a lot of fun with, oh, there was two, was rock, paper, scissors – and oh my then... gosh, we're punting the balls <laughs> across the gym. <laughs> <laughs> and then the um uh circle the horses. Now oh you know, you and a lot of the kids I've worked with, we've done this little fun drill. And, you know, you're only doing it with like ten group, like ten pairs. Twenty kids, you know. Yeah. When you blow it up to 300 kids and you're doing 150 pairs and you're literally doing your first round the entire length of the gym and then you see like 80 balls in the middle no that's way off 50 balls in the middle and you go oh okay someone's gonna eventually get into a fight that's fine you know it's one of those <laughs> things it's it's really fun i just you know i don't know i i can't get over it it's really fun to watch the courts, even if I'm not on them, the courts that are having a lot of energy, like brought to the court, like whenever you you always those are the courts that have the most fun, are the ones that are the loudest, and it's not the coaches yelling, it's all the kids, because I know when I worked with you, when when me and you had a court, or when I had uh, it was me and Z, me and Zara had a court. I mean, those were always fun. Even if you jump on with like CJ or um, Leah when she was there, uh, and I mean, let's not even get started with JoJo. But it's <laughs> you know, those are you know, obviously the the top three, four courts are usually the more talented kids. But still, you have some of those younger kids and those five, six, and sevens that are excited to be there, yeah. which is awesome. Um, so, like with with club and everything. Um, what was your so far we'll say what was your favorite club one uh not favorite yeah favorite club tournament you've been to so far uh so hmm. we had a lot of uh two dares that were kind of local uh we most of them were in Spartanburg or up by Charlotte uh, the ones in Spartanburg have been a blast so far. I wish I could have gone to obviously Louisville or AAUs that I was planning yeah. to go on to, but, 
Uh, no, those have just been great getting to know uh, the kids from Upward and seeing what they're like and watching them just have fun and bring energy. Uh, I think my favorite, though, is when we were on the bench and we made this celebration where um, as soon as someone got an ace, we would all uh, – one of the kids would uh, dive on the floor and pull out a sniper and the rest would uh, have binoculars out. It was it was hilarious. Like the the parents were like, "What are they doing? Like what? Like our kids are never this, never have this much energy at home." And it's just funny. It's just funny to watch that. So uh, those are that's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, um, uh, I, I I actually reference. I, I try and get the teams I've worked with to do celebrations like that, handshakes, whatever. Um, I always rep, I always um, uh, use Monmouth men's basketball program as like the gold standard like you know this is a d1 school they're so small are they d d1 d3 d1 i think they're they're d1 yeah uh yeah i think it's it's one of the smallest smallest d1s in the entire nation but they have what like three thousand kids at the school or something (laughs) like so little compared to like uh a dub vu that has like thirty thousand kids and but you watch their bench and it's outrageous, you know, um, you know, from, from doing the, like, uh, catching a fish to, um, <laughs> the defibrillator, um, it's hilarious. fighting. Oh yeah. And I, that's what makes them fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as really anything you have energy. It's always fun. It's always fun to be around. Yeah. Um, if you were to, Let's see. If you were to describe your coaching style in three words, how would you do it? Uh, energetic, positive, and gritty. Okay. Elaborate a little bit. Uh, energetic and positive because – like you were saying, you need energy. Like you just always have to have it. It gets the team into it. It gets you into it. And it's always just a fun time. Positivity goes kind of along with that hand in hand with energy. If you keep everyone positive on the court, they're going to come closer as a team. That chemistry is going to build and you want to have that. I like, I don't want negativity. Like I don't want that on the court. Like, yeah, some negative moments are going to happen, but as long as you stay positive, it'll work out grittiness i say it like that because i love watching kids that work hard mm-hmm. and i think that the harder i can make them push and also have fun at the same time those two the, the energy and positivity then you'll be successful like we used to do um what's it the pit yeah i love making them go everywhere and they will like they'll go everywhere they'll laugh and have a good time about it and they'll they'll die for stuff i've never seen them die for sometimes and it's mm-hmm. awesome to watch them grind it out and push through the drill even when they're exhausted yeah i think my 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 favorite part of that drill is you you start seeing kids that maybe not as skilled maybe not as experienced that just start outworking everybody and maybe the play's not clean but the ball's getting up and like I had, I had two, two 11 year olds that I actually practiced with my 14 U team. And, um, this one girl would just look at me and go, I want you to hit the ball harder. 
I've been working with her maybe a month, maybe, maybe two, max, max two months. Yeah. And she goes, I want you to hit the ball harder. And I was like, okay, hit the ball harder. Like, you know, kind of like uh, I was doing with the 14s, maybe their speed. And they go, no, a little bit harder. Okay, I'll hit about the same speed I hit the 15s. All right, no, harder. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm like, I'm I hitting the, like I hit at the 17s, but harder. And I was like, okay, she's all of like 4'11", five foot. <laughs> But she just looks at you like, yeah, you have nothing. You have nothing, and Jeez. I'm going to take it all from you. <laughs> but that, those, those are the funnest athletes for me. Yeah. Like when you, you find those athletes, that there's something inside of them already where they just go, yeah, that's going to be mine. Uh, there's nothing you can do about it. And you're like, okay, I want to cultivate that. Yeah. That's all I want. I just want to bottle it up and give it to everybody. And the same ones – will look at you and just smile when they come in and just go, hi. And that, I think, is the scariest part about it is you have those athletes. And those are the ones that I want to – I like. you want to check in on, like, you know, three, four years down the road, five years down the road. Like, are you playing in college? Like, where are you right now? What's going on? And they become, like, killers in a sense where they're not going to – they're not going to care what's going on. They're going to run through everybody – they're going to take care of business and they're going to come off and go, well, that was a good day. Um, yeah, I want to go get some food and go home, you know, and just for whatever it is, just some, something silly or, you know, they come off the floor and they make a joke about something that has nothing to do with volleyball. And you're kind of like, you know, I don't understand how you're a space cadet. And then all of a sudden you go past like a three meter ball <laughs> from like a <laughs> six foot middle, but all right, that works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just been, I don't know. It, it, it's it's really cool to see that. Um, I, I like those three attributes, like those those three words. Um, I'm I would say I'm pretty close with that. Um, energies definitely in mine. Um, I'd have to say um, constructive criticism more for the like positive that. part, and then um, kind of like a sink or swim for the last one. Um, I would have to find a, a thesaurus to figure out the last one to make it one word. But yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm just. I don't know. I've always been one of those people. There, it's you're not getting out of it until you either accomplish what I've already put in there or what I know you can do. So, um, what's your? What would be your favorite position to coach? Uh, probably what I play outside because I like teaching. I like teaching them how to hit. Cause they're always like, well, how do you turn line? Like, I don't get it. And I'm just like, Oh, here, let me show you. And then it's just fun. To, they're just like, Oh, it's that simple. Like I just have to turn my wrist this way and put my, th and I'm like, yep, you just gotta, yeah, it's really not that bad. And then they start to pick it up and they're like, Oh, can you teach me more shots to do? And I just, I think it's great to teach. I love teaching outside hitters how to hit. Like that's my favorite thing that or teaching people how to do different serves. Those are definitely some of my yep. favorite things to do. Uh, that one's, I always like that. I like to do that either probably towards the end of practice or something with like, or clinics and you're like, all right, well, let's go like behind the back. You know, you start doing trick shots Yeah. and they look at you like, is that legal? Wait, wait, is that legal? I was like, yeah, you can do it in the game. Um, and I usually like look over to their coach or uh, I'll just say immediately, don't do it, but you can do it <laughs> in a game. <laughs> um, the best one is you do like a uh, like a kick serve, 
like just a, like a drop oh, punt. Boy. And they're yeah. like, can you do that? And I said, I'm not going to say yes or no. I said, I'm not, <laughs> I, I, I don't really want to want to give you an answer on that. Nope. Yeah. Please <laughs> but, don't do that ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I think one of, one of my favorites, which I actually got one of my, one of my eighth graders before I moved down here uh, from Pennsylvania was a inside out serve. Uh, I was inside out serve. Um, kind of like a slice in golf and then a, a draw serve to kind of like, if I'm serving from zone five to kind of surf, like if I'm facing zone one is to serve five to five on a, like on a hook. And then the same thing, if I'm serving from zone one to one is to hit it on a, on a slice. Yeah. And you know, I had, I had one girl literally stay there. 30 minutes, did nothing but just same swing over Jeez. and over and over. She goes, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, cool. All right. Well, how do I do it? How do I do it? How do I do it? And I, you know, I just kept doing, doing, doing. It's the same thing like you said. Once they realize they can do it, then they go, okay, how much more crazy can I get with this? Exactly. And I think that's the cool thing. Um, now... So I have a question I'm, I've been asking everybody so far. Um, now, I know I'm going to – now, I, I got these – I got the attributes, at least. Um, I've never – I haven't told the backstory to this. But I got the attributes from uh, FIFA. Okay. Um, but kind of changed a little bit and adapted it to volleyball. So you have four positions and four attributes. Oh, boy. Okay. So – what I want you to do is you can only match one attribute to one position and you have to give your explanation as to why. Once you use the attribute, it's done, it's over with, and you have to move on. All right? Oh, boy. Okay. So if you, if you want to write them down, you can write them down. Um, so you have your pin hitters. So okay. it's your outside, right side. Um, your setter, your middle, and your libero. So we're going to take DS out of this just because, and we're going to group – the outside right side together just because in a sense they play almost the same style position. Yeah. Um, so your attributes, you have engine, which is going to be your hardest worker or your, your endurance athlete, more or less. Um, maestro, which is going to be your ba advanced ball control. Okay. Uh, marksman. So you're hitting in reaction time and then your backbone, which is going to be your advanced footwork and court awareness. Oh. Okay, okay. Um Oh jeez. All right. So I think for crap. Um do you read them to you again? Yeah, one more time. All right. So uh engine yeah, engine, maestro, marksman and backbone. Okay. Mm. You s engine's hardest worker. Yes. Uh, engine. What was was backbone the uh, reaction time? Uh, reaction was marksman hitting in reaction. Oh man! And then, oh my god! Backbone was advanced footwork and court awareness. Uh, advanced footwork and court awareness. I'm going to do setter. Okay. Uh, mark. Uh, 
Marksman, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give that to pin hitters, outside okay. and right side. Okay. Uh, I think hardest worker engine. I'm gonna have to give to. What's my what am I the two engine and. Uh, you have engine. Let's see. What we have a engine and maestro, and you have your middle. Uh, your maestro is going to be your advanced ball control. Hardest worker, I'm going to have to do middle and ball control libero. Okay. So I love asking this because I've gotten a different answer every time I've done it. Um, it's I like to ask this just because it's such a hard question to answer if you um, – if you think too much yeah, and you, you have attributes that you want to put to everybody, but it, I think it kind of opens up your, your coaching style. So like we had last week, the Clarion university head coach had, um, pin hitters as her engine, uh, setters backbone, middle is marksman and libero is maestro. But then you have a flip with the um, the Dovo from Pitt who did engine as her middle, maestro as her setter, pin hitter as backbone, and libero as marksman. Jeez. So it's it's a very cool question to kind of bounce off of people. Yeah. Um, now, why – why the choices? Okay, so marksmen for hitters, uh, right side and outside, they they have to they have to land shots sometimes. There's going to be huge blocks in the way, especially from I guess my perspective is a lot of it has to do with hitting that deep corners or putting it four to four, knowing which shots are open and available. I think they need to be the most accurate with them, mainly because they're always going to have a double, possibly triple block. And I think that's the most important, especially hitting back row as well, is knowing where you're going to place the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what were they? What were they you read them so off. So you have, um, your setter as your backbone? Uh, they have to – footwork, that's is huge for them and knowing and the IQ we were talking about earlier. That's, that's big. They have to know who to set, when to set it. And I think that's always going to be big. So that way they make sure that their hips are squared and they know what they're facing. I think their footwork and they need to have the high IQ. They need to be basically the quarterback. Yeah. So then you have left uh, middle as the engine and libero as maestro. Middles. I play middle for a year and a half. And I still think they are the hardest workers I've ever met in my entire life, that they have to run everywhere. Like literally they either in the middle, they go out. Like, it's just tedious. It's a, it's a tough position and it's hard to always read the setter, especially if they're really good at their job and they mix you up and you have no idea where you're going. You're left in the dust, just always working to get that block out there. And, like they they pretty much do everything except for passing. Like they they're always on the block. They always have to be up, always hitting fast. Like they're always moving fast and possibly serving if they need to and playing defense so, one time. But 
Yeah, that's why I think that. All right. Uh, and then you have uh, your libero for Maestro. And that was uh, ball uh, control? Yeah. Listen. So, I mean, pretty simple, self-explanatory. If, yeah. Yeah. If, if liberos don't have ball control, they can't pass the ball for me. They can't do a lot of things that I need them to do. So. And that's where I think um, that's kind of where I'm at with all with a lot of these. Um, I know. I know if I change like one or two things in the questions, the only reason I've left it where it's at is, I think then you start you start nitpicking too much. Yeah. Like the like you can you can use the word, and you can use the, it's basically using the word and the highlighted the highlighted attribute in it. But I like how basically each person's taken it and broken it down in different ways, which is what really helps. I mean, it helps me kind of look at things differently. Um, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. That's like the whole thing behind this is fun to listen to everyone's opinion on everything. So what's your, like, what's your favorite memory so far? Cause I mean, playing college is really, you know, high school and college and club is kind of just, you know, three different steps. Cause now, you know, you're going to be transitioning into either, you know, playing USAV tournaments or still coaching and pick up and all that. So, you know, as of right now, what's your favorite playing memory and favorite coaching memory? Uh, favorite playing memory is <sighs> high school was good, but I think my favorite is junior year college when I started for the first time and I had, I think, 10 kills and no errors off of 14 attempts, which was, I mean, it was a dream come true. First game yeah. that I ever got to start and stuff, it was, I never forgot it. And I remember calling my parents after and they were so excited. And I was like, well, I finally did it. I was like, this is awesome. So that is definitely my favorite. And then uh, I think coaching, dang, there's a lot that I really enjoy, but this really, this past year, uh, at the high school team that I worked with was fantastic. Like they were a great group of girls. Uh, they all just made it very special for me, a very special fall season. Uh, I think mine was either when they won conference for the first time ever and, uh, school history was really big for them, but I also remember them winning the game to go to uh, state finals, and everyone just excited about that. And the bus trip down, the bus trip down was very memorable. And back when we sadly lost, that that was really memorable. <laughs> I don't, but, I don't mean to laugh, but yeah, I understand. Yeah, no, understand. Yeah, 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 no, I, I because because I, I've, I've been through sucks. the same feeling. That's kind of why I laugh at it. Is you like you, you head up there all. You're like pumped, ready to go, and then after that, you go, "Oh man, no one's gonna talk to each other, and this is gonna be the like just saddest ride on the way back." Yeah, and that and that's what I thought too. But everyone was hanging out and talking for most of it, so that's what made it really yeah. cool. But those are probably two. I can only give two. That I have to give two for coaching because they were really memorable for me. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do for the last, we got about uh, 15, 20 minutes left. Um, is uh. Me and you can you know, still keep going over stuff. I'm going to turn on the commenting if anyone's got any questions for you. Um, and then, I don't know. Uh, i got to turn that back. Uh, there we go. 
I don't know how that did its thing. There we go. All right. So um, it's, I know for, for like me and you, our favorite things were, at least from the time that I've spent with you, was besides doing all the goofy stuff during camps, was actually the in-between times between sessions. Yes. <laughs> kind of run, smash down some food, and then take off, and then no one could find us. Um, and which, it, I mean, after the first time we did it, it really wasn't a secret. But, um, and we still have to get CJ. We never got CJ. You realize oh, that. Um, never got him. So to kind of lay out how childish you can still be, how, no, no matter how old you are, and no matter your credentials, what you do for a living, nothing. Um, we would have a session in the morning, probably from, what, 9 to 11? 9 yeah, to 11, like 30. or something like that, yeah. And then, you know, we'd have – we wouldn't have the next session until 2, almost. And so we'd – like, thank God we didn't really ever have to walk <laughs> anyone to the cafeteria. Yeah. But, I mean, take off, smash some food. We're walking out, and people are still walking in. And um, I, either me or you, we'd bring our Nintendo Switch and play Super <laughs> Smash <laughs> <laughs> or um, Super Mario Kart. Um, and there were uh, – we got yelled at one time. Um <laughs> And then that was the what, last. What did time we do we the once? Oh yeah, we were in the uh, the conference room. Yeah, that was the last time we used the conference room. And then <laughs> um, it's uh, easily just I don't know, man. It just uh, something about about camp is just so much fun. That's what and I'm saying. It's has something of it's just like those, those kids coming in want to learn. And so I think that's where a lot of the nervousness goes out the window because we're like, we're not going to see you after this week. You're probably not going to see us. And then you let loose and then you can do dumb stuff like what we did. Exactly. And then, uh, you know, go back and we're talking about it. And you got to go, wait, 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 where were you doing that at? Wait, wait, where were you at? How were you up there? And, you know, you're sitting there. And if a lot of people who have been to camp know – um, up in the suites, there's like a 60, 70 inch drop screen. <laughs> so, um, a little finagling and, uh, just a small amount of, um, uh, technology logic, <laughs> figure out how to, after turning everything on and off three times, uh, how to get everything yeah. working. Uh, but yeah, man, it's for me, that was my favorite memory so far working with you. Um, that's definitely my favorite i love that we would we would book it like we would be like yo grab some dessert we're going up to play smash we got an hour and a half (laughs) (laughs) and there would be kids that would literally walk into the gym and they like you could hear it faintly from the gym like we were so (laughs) loud they said and we would be screaming just doing the most ridiculous stuff but that's definitely my favorite that's definitely Uh my favorite the i think the the kicker to that whole thing is probably um Making sure those blinds were down. Yeah. Because if the, those blinds weren't down, man, we would oh, probably probably would have gotten yelled at or we would have had a lot of people coming up there, like a lot of the campers. Hey, hey, can we play? No, get out. We don't know you yeah. right now. 
Exactly. But it's, uh, I mean, I, w- I-, I brought my GoPro a couple times. Still have that video, by the way. Um, and, oh, God, it's, I don't know, man. It's just, it's been a lot of fun. I know with, with everything that I've done so far since, like, we met, um, starting this little podcast, um, you know, getting moving with other stuff and trying to take other steps in my career. You know, you, you just graduated college, graduated. Um, graduated. And I mean, <laughs> as did what millions of other kids. Yeah. Um, actually, I can't call you kid. Um, that's weird. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's just kind of strange, man. You know, life's so slowed down now and now we're, starting to speed back up yeah slowly it's it's weird this whole thing has been weird i just i don't understand how i mean it's just been crazy that like one second oh yeah we're about to play tomorrow the next second like your whole season's gone club school season then you just like wow like can really just be taken away like that and that's what i talked with my parents about too they were like i was like what am i gonna do like this sucks like i'm frustrated like and they're like, it's out of your control. Like, that's the worst thing is when something's out of your control and you can't really do anything about it, that's when it's the worst and the most frustrating and upsetting. Yeah. And I I was kind of the same thing. I mean, I'll be honest, I got I got a little bit lazy the first month in quarant- like whole quarantine. And I was like, man, I really got to get out and I got to do stuff and I got to kind of market and I got to, because I don't know how long it's going to last. And then second month rolled around and I got this idea um to do this and then you know now i'm like rip roaring ready to go and i get to start training back next you know on on actually in two days so it's nice to get back in the gym even though i'm gonna be wearing a mask the whole time but yeah you know it's i guess it's kind of the the price of things right now i know i know with everything that me and you've done it's one of those like we're not gonna stop just because it's kind of just like a setback. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, yeah, it's just been, it's just been crazy to think about. We kind of, you know, your transition from the time I've known you. And one thing that sucks is that we're not going to have coastal camp this year. Yeah. That which suck. was, which was hard to find out. Um, but, uh, I am actually, uh, I have, I've actually already announced it so I can say it now. Um, I'm actually not coaching high school this next year. Dang. So, well, I'm kind of, I'm just, I'm focusing more on club now. So, and I've got a lot more, uh, career and business ventures I want to tackle, but I'm actually setting my, my, we'll say former, um, high school team up. And I'm going to say disclaimer, I'm still the PE teacher there. Um, but <laughs> I'm setting them up to actually go play Robert E. Lee this season. Ooh, okay. To to actually try and get them to consistently go up there and play them. So that was that was one thing I didn't want to kind of squander. Wanted to keep them in the loop and kind of keep those ties. And um, it's I don't know, man. It's it's just been good. Where do you where do you see yourself going after? I mean, kind of after all this stuff starts, you know, peeling away and 
you can start um, uh, looking at jobs and everything. What's your what's your plans? Uh, so I actually have a couple interviews, but I can't go anywhere or I can't do them until the first week of June, like June first, I think. Mm-hmm. So once I do that. Um, trying, I'm moving down to Charlotte as well, and kind of later, second or third week in, into June, I'm rooming with uh, one of my uh, friends from college, and moving down there, so I'm really excited about that, then I'm moving down south to Charlotte, and then I'm still going to coach um, high school ball for now, and then do club in the, in the uh, I guess, winter, spring as well, mm-hmm. so I'm excited, I'm excited about it. Um, it's going to be a great time. Uh, it's going to be fun. I think yeah. uh, chapter is going to be awesome. Oh, I actually ran into... Um, and I'm really excited to get started with it. That's good, man. That's good. I know I know. me and you tried to meet up when I was in Charlotte last time, and it, it didn't... It, it wasn't able to pan out, but um, I know next year I'll be up there for sure. So probably, yes. probably end up doing I, Queen City Classic again with at least one of my teams. And then um, kind of go from there. Yes. I will gladly be there this time because I, <laughs> I won't be in school doing something for freaking volleyball or something <laughs> like that. So this, I'll be a free man. <laughs> <laughs> so and we, we are definitely going to have to figure out um, other camps to work together. Um, oh, yeah. Or I'll have you come down to a clinic or something. So Hey, we should, do, uh, we should go to Robert E. Lee. I haven't seen those guys in a while. All right, we could definitely. I could. I. I can shoot her an email. I, I can see what she wants to do, if that's a possibility. Because that's so a. Down. That's about an hour and a half. Hour. I think it's about an hour. Hour and fifteen for me. So it's not a bad drive. Um, end up doing like a two day clinic with them. Yeah. Or like a two session clinic. Basically, go in in the morning and do like a three hour session, and take a break and do another three hour session. We could definitely I mean, do that. I like that idea. I like that idea. I don't know if they'd be able to very far away. I don't know if they'd be able to do it this summer, but yeah, I could figure that out. No. Yeah. But um yeah, man, it's it's just been it's been wild. Oh, did you see they actually push back um AAU nationals to July now? Yeah, I heard. Uh, it's it's not even. I wouldn't even do it at this point. It's just no. Uh, it's it's the sad part is it's going to be a total loss for them. But it's I don't I I don't I don't see anyone else doing it anymore. I mean, not anymore. I don't see anyone else. I don't see anyone going to it unless just that committed. Yeah, but, you really want to win, but like, come on, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> there's. I think maybe like. A couple teams that thought it, are doing it, but like, come, no one's gonna, like, there's no point. Yeah, I know. There's, um, well, I mean, you have to look at it this way. They probably lost all the eight teams. Yeah, all the eight teams are probably a no go. Um, I would guess the only ones that would probably even consider it would be fifteen and under. Yeah, and even then, you know, some of those kids are doing their school conditioning at that point. And some it's, of them don't want to leave. Yes, it's so late. No one's going to want to do it. Like, well, they have a lot of what they have a high performance at that point, anyway. Exactly. I mean, it's, high it's, performance tryouts. Um, 
I mean, it's not like a lot of those kids are going to high performance. They only take so many, but I mean, you've got so many other things going on that that is what would have been camp season. Um, and a lot of the colleges, if not all of them have canceled their camps, but you know, you, there's gotta be other stuff going on. You know, they're probably getting ready for school. They're, there's probably countless things. That's why it's, ah, man, that's, that's gotta be hard. That's gotta be hard to run a tournament of that magnitude. Same thing with actual um, junior nationals. And then to see it just not happen. Yeah. Cause I mean, it I sucks. Oh yeah. I mean, I worked, I worked um, NEQ one year and um, uh, beast of the East in Pittsburgh and yeah even to watch to even think of tournaments that size which you know those aren't even close to the biggest ones shut down is wild i mean if you if you gift if anyone ever gets to go there and see how they're set up how they're done actually watch all these people walk in watch all these people walk out and play for 4 days at a time you get a whole different appreciation than just walking in yourself, coaching your team. Yeah, you're there, but coaching your team, dealing with your court, maybe watching what another team that, you know, you might know somebody or, you know, the coach or um, your team wants to go watch like the 18 open or something. And then, you know, go do it. And it's usually you end up going and doing your team bonding stuff in the city you're in. It's a totally different site. And It made me appreciate a lot of different things. I mean, and and you get to travel too. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. So, well, dude, um, I'm gonna end it right here. So, uh, what are your what are your last uh, last words of advice for um, any any athletes uh, kind of coming up th- through the ranks? Uh, keep your head up, stay positive. I promise this quote always will change my life and it continues to, uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So remember that live by that. And I promise like you can do it. Always have that chip on your shoulder and keep pushing. All right, man. I love it. I love it. Thanks, Steve. All right, man. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming on here, Carter. It was awesome catching up with you, man. Sweet. Thanks for having me, man. It was a good time. Oh, no problem. Uh, tomorrow, we actually have uh, one of my buddies from Pittsburgh, um, Ty Zemanski, who's actually um, the director of ops in uh, his club, uh, Sky Elite, and actually coached at um, Pit Magic. You might have seen them through some yeah. of the bigger tournaments. Uh, Pittsburgh Magic, um, and actually coached at – uh, I think it was Penn State Allegheny for a short stint too. So uh, cool. he'll be on at seven o'clock tomorrow. And then um, I actually have the uh, assistant strength coach from Fordham University. Kind of uh, just happened the other day. Um, he's gonna be coming on on Wednesday. Awesome. So gonna be a fun few weeks. And then I think our biggest. Uh, trying to see. I actually have a oh Annette and AK are was it Ooh. yeah Annette and AK are not next week but the week after oh yeah oh wait no I like the lineup no, no it's 
Um, the Illinois State assistant coach is next week. Annette is next Sunday. AK is the following Saturday. Okay. So it's yes, going to be a lot of fun. I will definitely be watching these. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. So if no one knows, uh, those are current and former um, national team athletes for their respective countries of Hungary and Denmark. So it's, uh, awesome. oh, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot yeah. of laughs for sure. Oh, goodness. <laughs> but um, I'll catch you later, man. Thanks for coming on again. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Well, do, man. I'll see you um, soon. All right. Take it easy. Take it easy, brother.